0: Difference doesn't have to be something that's negative. Mm-hmm. And just because I don't know about it doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. And so I shouldn't have to check one of my identities at the door just because yeah. it makes somebody else uncomfortable. Um, if we truly are accepting each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: for who we are, mm-hmm. then accept all of my identities.
2: Thank you everyone for tuning into this conversation. My name is Yapsara Tab. I am a senior Design for Social Impact major here at IWU, and I started facilitating these conversations last semester as part of my senior thesis research, exploring the well-being of Black women in America, more specifically and predominantly white institutions. And I had the privilege of holding incredible conversations with faculty, student, and staff here at IWO. This conversation is with Professor Talandra Neff from the Department of Teacher Education and Exceptional Needs Education. Me and Prof. Neff met last semester as I was doing this research, and ever since then, we have had such incredible conversation, we've met for coffee, and I really appreciate her time and generosity with her resources. So thank you, Prof. Neff, for this time. We will be discussing representation and why that matters. So without further ado, let's get into it. prof hi how are
0: you doing today I'm great it's been actually a really good friday for me
2: that's good what, mm-hmm. what made it a good day
0: um just being able to well, i started my day with practicum students and okay. really talking about getting to know their learners and mm-hmm. getting to know so we started Wednesday mm-hmm. with driving around the Marion community. Mm-hmm. And since they don't get to go into schools this semester because mm-hmm. of COVID, mm-hmm. um, we drove around to school districts and in the areas um, where they would have been placed. Mm-hmm. And so um, we did that on Wednesday mm-hmm. and just kind of built some context of what the community and socioeconomic status um that is throughout the Marian community to kind of mm-hmm. give them an idea of what students in the community might be facing. Mm-hmm. This is what we do in the School of Teacher Education as part of our conceptual framework is we ask them mm-hmm. to have um, taken the initiative to know the socioeconomic, linguistic, mm-hmm. cultural, and ethnic context from which their students are coming from wow. and to be able to look at and modify. Analyze and modify the curriculum Mm -hmm. um, so that the curriculum really represents, um, that they can enhance the curriculum to represent the students that are in front of them mm -hmm. because the curriculum is designed, most curriculums are designed um, for a variety Mm -hmm. of students without a lot of diversity in mind. Mm -hmm. And so in order for students to really Feel like they see themselves mm-hmm. within the context of a curriculum. We ask students, teacher candidates, mm-hmm. to um, take uh, that curriculum and make sure that they are uh, their students see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, that first domain of our conceptual framework is all about doing that with the learners. With mm-hmm. Um, getting to collaborating with families, mm-hmm. um, knowing who the community stakeholders are, mm-hmm. so that they um, are building those things within yeah. um, the context of their lessons, within their assessments, mm-hmm. um, and making those experiences that educational experience really authentic for mm-hmm. students yeah.
2: that they're interacting
0: with. So that yeah. was that's,
2: that's so great. A long
0: answer, but yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's the part of one of the parts of my job that I enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so when we did that field trip on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, driving around, I think it really gave students the opportunity to see housing, to yeah, see yeah. the differences in housing that exist mm-hmm. within Marion, but also see the schools and the differences in what just the outsides of the buildings look like,
1: yeah.
0: um, but also see um, the Activities that mm-hmm. students can do outside of school yeah. and what's available as well as job opportunities. So mm-hmm. what is the industry like in Marion? Yeah. And because I'm not from Marion, mm-hmm. um, it was <clears throat> a good education for me yeah. as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so we did that on Wednesday. And then today we actually compared that to um, our School of Teacher Education mm-hmm. conceptual framework and pulled that domain apart where we talk about the learners mm-hmm. um, and understanding how to look at the school community mm-hmm. and my students were asking really good questions about okay so how do I get to know more mm-hmm. about a, su- a student's socioeconomic kind of status without being nosy yeah. um, and so I got to talk about you know earning the right um,
1: mm-hmm. to
0: have those conversations with parents and how that starts with building relationship yeah. and it doesn't come from a mindset of pity mm. um, so it was really just great yeah. to have those conversations and in a small group setting
2: mm. so yeah oh, uh, like that's that wonderful yeah uh, I'm glad you guys got to drive around
1: Marion
0: and yes. stuff
2: we did that for my uh, transformative community development course last week and it is really cool like to get the opportunity to like intentionally look around right and notice, like, what exists here, and, like, just, you know, get out of what we call, like, the the IWU bubble.
0: Right, yeah, and (laughs) it's, yeah, and I think not being able to go out into practicum this semester, and we weren't able to do it um, last semester either,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, really limits their understanding of what students are experiencing. I mean, they have mm-hmm. <clears throat> their own experiences to kind of think about, mm-hmm. but being able to kind of take their own experiences and compare them and mm-hmm. not compare them in a negative way, yeah. but really look at cultural wealth
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that comes from all cultures and experiences yeah. that students are having.
2: Yeah, that's great. So you talked a little bit about, like, students – seeing themselves represented. Mm-hmm. So Can you tell me a little bit about like
0: your passion for
2: uh, representation and why that matters?
0: It's extremely oh, that's a big thing <laughs> for me um, because I grew up in a community and school where I was one of six black girls in my school mm-hmm. um, and the other people that the other black people in the school, black and brown people in the school were related to me. Mm -hmm. And um, so in the curriculum, I never saw uh,
1: Mm -hmm. anybody
0: that looked like me. I didn't have uh, many teachers that looked like me. Mm -hmm. I had one black teacher in my entire school experience and she was the choir teacher. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And when it came to seeing even children's books or Mm -hmm. any books that uh, had anybody that looked like me, I didn't have Mm -hmm. any of those experiences Mm -hmm. and so now I collect a lot of books, um, children's books Mm -hmm. that include um, boys and girls of color and Mm -hmm. all a variety of um, cultures Mm -hmm. and lots of ethnic um, representations simply because I think it's important for students to Um, see themselves Mm -hmm. in uh, in the stories that they read and to see that their experiences are valid and Mm -hmm. authentic and that their experiences are ones that are worthy of being written about and Mm -hmm. documented Um, and you know just to see that you know, it's their experience isn't so far different from what we would consider the norm or Mm -hmm. mainstream that it should, that it shouldn't be in a book. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's, that's extremely important for all of our students.
1: Right.
0: Um, and I encourage our students in our teacher ed program to collect Mm -hmm. children's books that they're going to use, um, Mm -hmm. in their classrooms Mm -hmm. And as part of our conceptual framework, um, we want our students to, again, like I said, know that, um, that cultural context, that socioeconomic context in which, from which their classrooms are coming wow. um, and students within even that district mm-hmm. um, are coming so that they, they can be prepared to incorporate those things within their lessons mm-hmm. so that their students will have a better opportunity to to kind of get grasp that material because mm-hmm. it's so much easier to um, learn a skill,
1: right.
0: um, learn that skill of main idea or right. drawing conclusions, even when that story includes somebody something as simple as somebody that just has my same hair texture or is experiencing a problem in their family that Mm -hmm. I have experienced Mm -hmm. Um, I had a student teacher who was reading a story to his students and I mean he's in a preschool placement Mm -hmm. but reading a story to his students during one of his observations where the little girl brown skinned little girl was um, her friends were telling her that she couldn't be the princess in mm-hmm. the school play because she was too chubby, she was too tall, she was too brown, mm-hmm. and um, and this, he was reading this story to two little girls mm-hmm. who were brown in his preschool, and mm-hmm. even you know they were commenting on, well, that's really mean, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, why can't she be a princess simply because she's brown, mm-hmm. or. You know, wow! I, I have never seen a brown princess, mm-hmm. and so for them to, you know, ask those questions as a as three year olds, yeah, and wow. then even rec- seeing like the name of the character in the story even was Tamika,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, so it's it's a the name of the the character being familiar to them, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a name that they would have you know, would hear, you know, was really even important to them. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a cousin named Tamika, you know, and just that, that is just powerful Mm -hmm. to hear even from, you know, a three or four year old, Mm -hmm. that that representation and seeing, you know, them like she is, she's Mm -hmm. the same color I am or, Mm -hmm. you know, them students making those comments and just being excited to hear Mm -hmm. that story simply because and seeing the pictures of that story excuse me simply because Mm -hmm. they see someone that looks exactly like them
1: yeah
2: (coughs) wow representation is so powerful yes it's so powerful it it really empowers you to know that you can
0: right and that
2: you're not um yeah like you said something about um you're not outside of the norm right like you can be a princess and you can be brown right So I think that's so important. And I feel like that is, I have a similar experience with you being in school and being, you know, one of the few black students there. And that really, like, not seeing people that look like you in your environment. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but, like, not seeing people who look like you in the literature that you're reading Mm -hmm. really affects you, you know? So, like, I feel like that's something I've been seeking out for myself as I entered higher education like even here Mm -hmm. is something I'm like looking into like black artists black creators Mm -hmm. you know black poets and all of these things that I'm having to find that pathway because it's not necessarily you know integrated in our higher education curriculums unfortunately Mm -hmm. so it is so so important to know and to see that people that look like you you know making it in the field that you want to Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah and it amazes me um when I you know and I'm I'm still learning I was in you know I was a teacher for um 13 years and an administrator after that you know mm-hmm. for three or four years after that and I'm still learning about you know people in the field of math who mm-hmm. were African American mm-hmm. and I'd heard their names but mm-hmm. never was a picture shown to me Mm. to represent that that individual was an African-American and how powerful that would have been for a person like me who thought math was not something I could ever accomplish. Like, I'm not good at math because, you know, or I I had that perspective that Mm. I'm not good at math because, you know, black people in general aren't good at math. Like, this Mm. just isn't, this wasn't set up for me this isn't how my Mm -hmm. brain works this isn't how I think Mm -hmm. but um you know but then learning all of the engineering that happens within math and how those things are created by Mm -hmm. black people and I'm you know just learning about that now Mm -hmm. as an adult you know and that just is is fascinating to me that had I you know been a given those representations those even to you know see a picture Mm
1: -hmm. of a
0: black woman or black man Mm -hmm. to um show me that this you know this person was a teacher this person um created Mm -hmm. you know all of the things that have been that we've used for years you know, Mm -hmm. how helpful that would have been to pique my interest Mm -hmm. in, you know, the sciences or in a variety of areas simply because I saw someone who looked like me who had that same interest and had accomplished Mm -hmm. that interest. And I know um, sometimes we can be told, well, the skin color of a person Mm -hmm. shouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. And he just some people when you're in when you're from the majority culture it's really easy to say that because you see your 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 skin color people that look like you all the time
2: right but when yeah. you,
0: when you don't see people that look like you all the time mm-hmm. you start to really wonder if you belong
1: yeah
0: or even have the same skill mm-hmm. <laughs> and so your your mindset becomes okay um can I can I really achieve this? Mm. And um, you know, do I even really belong yeah. in this space? Yeah,
2: exactly. because
0: I don't see anybody else yeah. here who mm-hmm. looks like me. Yeah, and you know that that it's so powerful mm-hmm. to have that sense of community. Yeah, when you see someone else mm-hmm. who is. Um, working and striving, and has kind of had that same experience as you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like representation creates a sense of belonging yeah. for sure because it's you're seeing people making it. Right. And I feel like we talked about this last time we met a little bit. You shared about the experience of one of your students. And what do you, th- can you share a little more about like what, what uh, the, concept of representation has not just on the minority so we talked about like we feel empowered when we see uh, people that look like us but what is um the effect on like let's say um white student teachers
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, using a book a children's book uh that is with a black princess Mm -hmm. so like tell me a little bit about that
0: So my student that used that book,
1: um,
0: is a white male, Mm -hmm. um, student teacher who has always known that he wanted to teach in exceptional needs Mm -hmm. in a preschool setting Mm -hmm. and in a setting, um, in a urban Mm -hmm. school setting Mm -hmm. with, um, representations with with diverse populations and so he asked for um books Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, ethnically diverse books Mm -hmm. um to be given to him as a gift Mm -hmm. because he knew that his student teaching placement was going to be in marion community schools and Mm -hmm. because he's done volunteer work outside of what has been expected of him within our program taking mm-hmm. it upon himself to do that volunteer work mm-hmm. um, he knows the Marion community mm-hmm. and wants to be able to translate that into his profession when he's done
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and again knowing that he was going to be placed in a Marion school for mm-hmm. student teaching in, in a Mar- Marion preschool mm-hmm. um, asked for this book about a princess and mm-hmm. about this, this brown girl becoming a princess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you, would have, you would never guess to look at him mm-hmm. that, you know, being a white male, that number one, he wants to teach exceptional needs education, because that in and of itself is a minority group, mm-hmm. to have males in general in exceptional needs. Mm-hmm. But then to be a white male who wants to teach preschool exceptional needs, mm-hmm um and um in a highly diverse ethnically culturally diverse mm-hmm. population of of students mm-hmm. we have you know his teacher mm-hmm. was i believe even kind of shocked that he brought in this book to yeah. read to stu- two brown girls
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and so him having you know, taking it upon himself to do this mm-hmm. was um, just an experience in and of itself mm-hmm. to um, just be able to demonstrate that you know, he has had this desire for mm-hmm. such a long time and yeah. that is such has been in my four years of being here
1: mm-hmm.
0: outside of the norm mm-hmm. of our students here um, at IWU yeah. Um, but he has been able to advocate for himself oh, and yeah. what it was that he's wanted to do mm-hmm. and been very, very um, sure mm-hmm. of what he's wanted to do and even um, bold enough to talk about his own school experience as not being a good one. He mm-hmm. um, was open enough to talk about, like, not wanting to go to school himself, mm-hmm. um, but always knowing that he wanted to be an exceptional needs educator mm-hmm. and um, spoken up in classes yeah. about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so i I just have been I've been really just impressed mm-hmm. by um, just his his ability to kind of grow, yeah, in um, his desire to really take it upon himself to learn more about Mm -hmm. um, the community in which he has always known he wants to be an educator Mm -hmm. and the students in which for whom which he wants to educate and make sure that they feel the belonging that he himself didn't feel as a student and even though it's from a different his his sense of belonging was from a different perspective Uh um, he wants his students like he um, is intentional and sees the importance
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: in that representation through, you know, books through materials that he's using to provide that mm-hmm. education for his yeah. students, and that to me has just been powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, his lesson almost brought tears to my eyes as yeah. I as he was delivering that lesson. Just yeah. that he, you know, it was a book out of his own personal library
1: that's
0: wonderful I mean, that he looked up the title and mm-hmm. you know took the time yeah to make sure that you know that his students had that experience mm-hmm. and then allowed his students even after the lesson when his student you know again a three and four year old <laughs> mm-hmm. asked to be able to look at the book uh-huh. after he read the story to look at the pages mm-hmm. um, afterwards allowed her to do that yeah and didn't hold the book so sacred that Mm -hmm. he wouldn't let her yeah but he gave it to her so she could she can look she could look through it
2: that's so great yeah yeah i feel like with that like i think about with education is um just being aware of different cultures and like different backgrounds, different stories, diverse stories, is very important as an educator, I mm-hmm. think. I, I'm not an expert in education department, but right. I feel like as a student, it's really beneficial to look up to people mm-hmm. in the area of your interests. And right. not that, like, the thing is, I've said this, and with a lot of my conversations with people um, for this record, these recordings, is that, like, It's not that the people that look like you don't exist in that field. Right. It's that we are not seeking them out, Mm -hmm. especially because of how a lot of, um, like, you know, like a lot of people are brought up in learning, like, about, not learning about diverse backgrounds and cultures. So they would perpetuate the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's not intentional. But it needs to be intentional to incorporate, like, we need to be, we need to intentionally incorporate voices of people of color in our literature and our art and our every field that Mm -hmm. we have because it's very very important to have that cultural context to learn from because honestly like it's different the way you understand things like you have like I don't know I sometimes feel this you know going here like sometimes I don't have the cultural lens or, like, cultural scope to, like, compare my life to here. Like, earlier we talked about, like, um, the concept of, um, what did I say? I was double consciousness. Double, yes. Then a lot mm-hmm. of black students and predominantly white institutions do do that like Mm -hmm. they you know they have to like the code switching like have to enter into this thing compartmentalize Mm -hmm. feelings experience emotions and how you interact with Mm -hmm. people is different in different circles so i feel like with if we have you know this if we want to create this diverse place that we say you know reflects the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god is you know, having that sense of belonging that each student feels like they don't have to enter into a different consciousness to, right. to function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can bring my whole self mm-hmm. into a, a room, into a classroom, into a conversation and feel safe and feel like I can absolutely belong, I can say what I want
1: mm-hmm. with the
2: freedom that I know that those people are receptive and those people are willing and eager to understand not just listen not just like sit and listen absolutely but I feel like there's a difference in listening to our stories in a sense that like I'm here because this is my job to listen to you mm-hmm. as opposed to engaging and like knowing that it is you know like a, an interaction rather than like a one-way like I'm talking at you mm-hmm. so like I feel like experiences like that really are important for us here predominantly white institutions as black students to feel like we can bring our whole self Mm -hmm. in a lot of circles and feel not judged, not looked upon. And I I talked about this a little bit with other conversations is that like not looked upon when it comes to race topics. Right.
0: We're also students here, Mm -hmm. you know, so. Well, and I I believe that if we truly believe that we are all created in the image of God,
1: Mm -hmm
0: then it is our responsibility to learn about all of those cultures that are created. Also, that incorporates all those cultures that are created in the image of God. Right, exactly. Because God's beauty, that beauty is within all of those cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, and And valuing all the differences that come with all of those cultures. Right. Difference doesn't have to be something that's negative and mm-hmm. just because I don't know about it doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah. And so I shouldn't have to check one of my identities at the door just because yeah. it makes somebody else uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um if we truly are accepting each other mm-hmm. for who we are, mm-hmm. then accept all of my identities.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And not the stereotype of my identity, mm-hmm. but want to be in relationship with me enough to know who I am mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. so that I don't have to enter into this space that where I have to, where I feel like I can't truly share with with you all of myself. Mm-hmm. Because if I have to start compartmentalizing You know, myself as a black woman, because I don't see anybody else that looks like me, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then in essence, I'm doing the same thing that someone else is doing, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm taking, because I'm assuming Mm -hmm. then that I have to behave in a certain way Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: is acceptable. Yeah. And so I I can't be my whole self and they aren't being them their whole selves either. Yeah. Like we're neither one of us is really fully embracing who we are, created mm-hmm. in the image of God.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: right? Because I'm now becoming this person that is only a part of who I am, mm-hmm. and you're only accepting this person, which is not the whole me.
1: Right. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: Because I'm not really I'm not, I i do not feel comfortable sharing that whole person.
1: Yeah.
0: And the, op- the opposite is the other part of that is um not being willing then to take the time to develop that relationship and earn the right mm. to ask questions about culture
1: yeah.
0: um to ask me questions about my culture my, my personality mm. or even the way that I might do something um To learn more about me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: without making me educate you.
2: Yeah.
0: Because there's some responsibility Mm -hmm. in educating yourself.
1: Exactly. As much
0: as I had to educate myself on how to navigate, Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: know, all of my responsibilities as a faculty member Mm -hmm. or all of my responsibilities as a teacher Mm -hmm. under those job descriptions mm-hmm. if I want to be in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. I have to take it upon myself to educate myself, uh, myself about that person mm-hmm. and earn the right to ask those questions yeah. and not just expect that person to do all the work of educating me
2: yeah exactly I feel like sometimes we people sometimes people separate issues that don't personally affect them so mm-hmm. like keep it far and distance Mm-hmm. from them in order to not do the work of knowing about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like going back to the point that we talked about like the kingdom of God represent, representing, you know, like we're all being his image bearers
1: mm-hmm.
2: is that it is our duty and our, our responsibility to know and appreciate and love one another right. and like make each other feel like we belong. And creating the feeling and the, the feeling of belonging and safety, also means knowing and appreciating that person's culture. Absolutely. And that person's place and that person's just what makes them who they are and what makes them feel safe enough to bring their whole self into things. So that means, like, asking questions, learning, but also not expecting us to do the educating. Right. And because... Again, like racism and fighting microaggression all of these things that we deal with as, as black women and black, you know, people in general in America is heavy and hard enough and of itself. Right, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, and we can't always be separating ourselves from this exha- exhaustion in order to educate people. Right, and I just wish, and I just hope that people do the work outside of just this expectation of,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, like the the black students are on, the only ones talking about racism. Right. The only ones addressing, you know, things that related to race at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that should matter for all of us. Right. And it's, it should be a, like a, a question that we should all investigate if we want to create this place of, you know, safety, belonging, all right. the things that we aspire
0: and desire to have. Right. Yeah. And if we aspire for this to be a model of the kingdom of heaven
1: Mm -hmm.
0: then that model is going to be as diverse as God created us.
1: Exactly.
0: You know? Um and so yeah, we have to take that time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to educate, you know. Yeah. Educate should take that time to educate yourself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: educate yourself about me because you care enough about me
1: Uh,
0: yeah to want to know and develop a relationship with me
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I mean I would you know did that with my husband he Mm -hmm. did that with me you know
2: yeah
0: Um, not that we want to be in spousal relationships but we want to be in relationship and community with one another
2: yeah yeah it's not something we I feel like That kind of education is not something we can sit around and wait for. Right. Because when we do that, we're not seeing our friends, our colleagues, our Mm -hmm. partners as who they are, Mm -hmm. you know, if we're waiting for them to do the work. Right. Um, And that's when we can, you know, assume things about them, categorize them and all of these things because we truly don't know and we're Mm -hmm. not investing our time to know. Mm -hmm. So
0: it is very critical to to do the work
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and community. Right. Mm -hmm. I really feel like sometimes in my conversations, the the great thing about that I really love about being a faculty member here and a faculty member in exceptional needs education is that Mm -hmm. I get to have small classes, Mm -hmm. and so I get to have these conversations with students, and the majority of the students are not students of color. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in my four years here, Mm-hmm. I am just, I'm, I'd say four years, I am just on my third student of color in my class, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a class that I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the great things that I appreciate is being in a small class size where students can ask some of those hard questions like they did this morning and saying, okay, so how do I
1: mm-hmm.
0: ask questions about socioeconomic um, diversity or socioeconomic status of families or socioe- mm-hmm. you know, learn more about culture
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, without sounding like I'm interviewing someone
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, or sounding like I'm just trying to gather information.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that to me is impressive from our students who want to know that not just because they're becoming educators, mm-hmm. but want to know that because they're students on this campus and they see their friends who are students of color, who mm-hmm. are having a hard time
1: mm-hmm. on
0: this campus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and they see that their friends who are students of color on this campus mm-hmm. um having that sense of not belonging and they see them leaving Mm
1: -hmm. this
0: campus because of that Mm -hmm. because they are being hurt Mm -hmm. in classrooms um and i think that is powerful a powerful place for us to be in right now Mm -hmm. and i think we as faculty um need to have more of those intentional conversations with students Mm -hmm. and really listen to
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, the ways that we can get information out there and Mm -hmm. even giving students the opportunities to um, develop those relationships Mm -hmm. and develop those, like, giving the tools and resources to educate themselves about their friends um, Mm -hmm. of color and the experiences of their friends of color Mm -hmm. and I think um, the protest time from Mm -hmm. the blacks that you know through the black student union where those stories were being told I think that was a powerful time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, for students to really hear from each other
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and um, I just think that is that was like not only I mean I think that was important for black students to have that to to lament Mm -hmm. and that was important too i also think it was a great time of education Mm -hmm. for those students who were not having those experiences Mm -hmm. um because it gave them the opportunity then Mm -hmm. to say oh yeah to to recognize that that's the perspective Mm -hmm. and then Put that onus or responsibility on them to say to go and investigate what that yeah. experience was.
1: Right.
0: Um, and I think I think we need to do more mm-hmm. um, in providing those spaces and places for yeah. students to be able to do that.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was it. Was very important to have you know done those protests mm-hmm. because it really allowed. Like you said, I I like the way you phrased that uh, a time to lament and also a time to educate because mm-hmm. it really did open uh, the eyes of people and to see to hear personally standing you know in front of each uh, administration building mm-hmm. to the standing there and saying this is what I experienced here. Right, and that was really powerful to hear a students' experience because you can't invalidate people's truth right. <laughs> and people's experiences so. It's really critical that, like, um, we keep creating those spaces Mm -hmm. where black people feel like they belong and Mm -hmm. those spaces are safe and that um, we can bring our
0: authentic and true selves. Right. Yeah. And I think even in the hearing in those stories from so many individuals that are having those experiences here Mm -hmm. and how the commonality of those experiences where, and I heard in so many of them that I thought I was the only one having this experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really easy to feel like you're having, you're the only one having that experience when you haven't talked to anyone else who's having that experience because again, it goes back to representation. There's Mm -hmm. no, you're not seeing anybody. If you're not seeing anybody else, to talk to about that experience or Mm -hmm. you're not giving that space and opportunity to talk to someone else about that experience that Mm -hmm. you might have had in a class or you might have had with someone, Mm -hmm. then it's really, uh, it makes it even more difficult to want to express that Mm
1: -hmm. um,
0: Mm -hmm. and want to even share because you don't have the space to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, again, goes back to why that representation among fa- fa- not only faculty but um, it within our content yeah. is important because if I have, even if I have a faculty member or a colleague that doesn't look like
1: me mm-hmm. but
0: I see within the things that they're reading or yeah, exactly. even information like um, their textbooks that they're using or mm-hmm. information that they're sharing with students or um, so that I hear other students talking about it and I see representations of mm-hmm. um, individuals that look like me then I'm going to feel more comfortable and, more yeah. s- and safer going to that faculty member mm-hmm. about an experience that I've had yeah. you know as a woman uh, as a black woman
1: yeah.
0: um, because I know that they at least find value Somewhere. in yeah. that representation
2: Yeah.
0: so I think yeah. That's that is so also another way that we can have those avenues
2: yeah and yeah there's a ton of resources Absolutely. out there to um help educate us culturally and like be more aware so that we can be better allies better mm-hmm. friends better colleagues you know uh so just taking that little effort to right. <laughs> to do the work right. and it's not it's not even a work if it is loving someone mm-hmm. I think about that sometimes I'm like I feel like we make it, you know, being culturally aware, we make it sound like such a burden sometimes. Right. It's like, oh, I, I don't know the right things. I don't know the right way, thing to say this. But if you love someone, you know, if you're in community with someone, it is something you're willing and you're happy to do mm-hmm. because you love that person. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Do you have any... Um, our time is kind of. I don't want you to drive late. <laughs> Do you have any other things to add, like a specific message to you know send to like maybe black women or black students, um, or just any wrap-up message? I um,
0: I really feel like, and I know with COVID we were masked, mm-hmm. and so <clears throat> it's hard. It's really difficult as a culture with a in our black culture we are so used to and we talked about this yesterday we're so used to hugging each other Mm -hmm. even smiling at each other
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I have not been out of Goodman very much this spring yet Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: I see that diminishing
1: yeah
0: um and that saddens me Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so is my encouragement to everyone is to not let that go in our community Mm -hmm. Um, and not just the black community, but the community as a whole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, as we see each other, to continue to greet
1: mm-hmm. each
0: other the way that you know is our cultural greeting, mm-hmm. um, so that we don't lose that sense of our culture. Yeah. Um, because I think that's our sense of belonging to one another. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. As being part of this part of this community, mm-hmm. and as we see each other to. Um Keep those connections
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and get to know one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because there we are, there is so few rep- that yeah. like there is limited representation mm-hmm. that um, it's important for us to, you know, get to know one another yeah. and reach out to yeah. one another. I think. You know, if you hadn't reached out to me in the fall semester, we would have never met because yeah. our paths would have never crossed. And right. I am very, very thankful that you did because it has been life giving. Like our conversations have been extremely life giving to me um, and building, helping me <clears throat> enhance kind of the, my purpose and calling for being on this campus um, because it has been. Hard, Mm -hmm. And um, I've even had those feelings of maybe I shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has been extremely helpful to connect with you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's extremely helpful if we continue to connect with one another so that uh, we can share our experiences Mm -hmm. and not to complain, but to mm-hmm. recognize that we're not alone yeah, in exactly. this and mm-hmm. that God called us to this place in time for a purpose yeah. yeah, and to be intentional about that.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for yeah. sharing all of that. I absolutely agree. I think we have the power and the ability to create those safe spaces for ourselves. And it is important to find that space and, like of community and then it's sort of a release. Like mm-hmm. I feel like talking to you for the past semester has been like just a release and like a form of self care and like knowing that like I also experienced this. I also felt this at this point at that point is is finding that commonality and creating community that way is very important. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. Yes,
0: thank you.